Welcome to Pursuit Church Mornington Podcast with Pastor Brian Carden. The message you are about to hear will help you build your faith in Christ and grow in the knowledge of His will. Let's go right into the message. I'm teaching a series right now called Faith and Grace, No Fear Here. Come on, can you say that with me? There's no fear here. Come on, there's no fear in you, no fear in your home, no fear in your mind. You know, the Bible says in Isaiah 41.10, it says, fear thou not. Isaiah 41.10. Can you say that with me today? Can you agree with me? Why don't you look that up? Get a, get a pen and a piece of paper today. Why don't you begin to write these things out, down and get this in your mind, rehearse it. Fear thou not. You see that? Do not fear, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed. Don't be confused. Don't let your mind get unsettled. Don't let your life get unsettled. Don't get in a place, a state of confusion. For I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea. I will help thee, yea. I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Do you see that? Bible says, fear thou not. I'm with thee. Don't be confused. Don't, don't be discouraged. Don't be dismayed. Don't be shocked. For I am thy God. Psalms 27.1 says, God is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Think about that. God is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? I'm going to read some of these scriptures and some certain parts of them. I might not finish the whole scripture. You can do that for yourself. But that was Psalms 27.1. Hebrews 4.12 and 13 says, and I'm going to read this out of the Moffat's translation, but you might have it in a different translation. But it does tell us that the Word of God, speaking of the Word of God, the Bible calls it the Logos of God, is a living thing, active and more cutting than any sword with a double edge, penetrating to the very division of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, scrutinizing the very thoughts and the conceptions of our heart, of the heart. And no created thing is hidden from him, all things lie open and exposed before the eyes of him with whom we have to reckon. With whom we have to reckon. You know, the Bible tells us in Matthew 10, verse 28, it says, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. That's Matthew 10, 28. Now, the Bible tells us not to fear, but it also tells us that we need to have the fear of God. What does that mean? It means that we will reckon or give an account. We will give an account unto God for the things which we have done in our body, whether good or bad, and what is the good? The good is, is when we follow to obey the word of God, when we humble ourselves to do the word and the will of God. Not based upon a view of reason in our own mind, our own intellect, how others out there see it. No, based upon the word of God, based upon the leading of the word of God. You know, it's so important today that we learn more and more to be led by the word and the spirit of God. They work together. They do not disagree. They always agree. And I believe the church of the Lord Jesus Christ should be led by the word and the spirit of God, not by man's reason, 
Not by a humanistic, secular view of how we should do church. Not in a view of a way that men and women who are not being led by the word and the spirit of God. No, we need to be led by the word and the spirit of God. Not just by how we see it, not with, by people who want to have influence or superiority or some sort of a say in the church. No, we need, to be, we need to be led by the word and the spirit of God, humbling ourselves. Humbling ourselves, not letting our, our minds be uh, uplifted, the Bible says in Romans chapter 12. No, but having a renewed mind. We not need to think of ourselves more highly than we ought to think, but to think soberly. Because I tell you, you can get drunk on you can begin to stagger on your own way of thinking. We never begin to think of ourselves more highly than we ought to think. Instead of thinking according to the will and the word of God. I tell you today, it's more important that we fear God than fear man. It's more important today that we're on the side of the truth. And the source of truth is the word of God. Because the Bible says in these last days, there's going to be many that would declare, well, I'm just as anointed as everyone else. I've had the anointing. The Bible calls him the Christ. Listen, there's not, not going to be a lot of people that's going to stand up and say, well, I'm Jesus. That's not what he's talking about. The word Christ just means anointed. Well, I'm anointed as everybody else is. I can say whatever, and, and, and we're all the same. No, no, the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says we have gifts differing. There's different calls and different understandings for different purposes and different reasons. And we need to embrace this understanding. We need to be led by the word of God, the truth of the word of God. And the Bible says we need to humble our mind, bring our bodies under subjection. And it's so important. Why? Because we're talking about the truth. What is the truth? Is it man's truth? Is it a man's idea? Or is it the word of God? Is, it the, is the source of the word of God? 1 Peter 1, 16. It says, because it is written, be you holy for I am holy. It is written, be holy, for I am holy. This is God speaking to those in whom he calls his children. This isn't holier than thou. This isn't trying to compare people and I'm holy and you're not holy and other things like that. No, no. You just need to walk in the holiness built upon the uh, understanding of the foundation of the truth that you know. And how you have been separated or divided into the kingdom of God, translated into the kingdom of God, out of the kingdom of darkness. So it's actually talking about our manner of living, a manner of conversation, how we live, should be much different than those in the world. The Bible says in verse 17, if you call on the Father, who without respect of persons, judges according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourning here in fear. You see that? And when he says that, he's not talking about the fear of man or the fear of this world or fear of what's going on in the world, but the fear of God, like we saw just a minute ago out of Matthew. So he's saying here that we have a time on this planet. And in the time that we have here, we are being more separated, more sanctified, bringing ourselves into a place of relationship with God to be as he is in the world. And even Jesus said those same, th same things. As I am, the Bible says that we ought to be as he was in the world. Now, there's a lot of idea on that. Now, there's a lot of secular view on what love is and what that looks like. Humanistic love and reasoning and other things of that nature, how we are supposed to love. But the Bible gives us the source of what love is. 
And I'm going to teach and talk about not necessarily just love, but an understanding of the fear of God, which is the Bible says the beginning of wisdom. Wisdom is the ability to apply the word of God correctly. And when we begin to apply the word of God correctly, that comes from a source of submitting to the word of God over our own reason. Doesn't matter what a denomination says. Doesn't matter what other well-intended people believe and a secular view and other things, how the church ought to operate, how other things ought to operate. You need to be very wise in that. And how that people, the Bible says, are bringing doctrines of men, doctrines of devils, to lead the church in, the, in a place of deception, many calling themselves Christ. The Bible says that they will, in the last days, it will give heed to these seducing spirits. Seducing spirits. You need to understand the things that's going on in the world is not just by chance, and it's not of God. It is actually where the Bible tells us that we're the world and the system of this world, there are principalities and powers, mights and dominions, sin that is in the world. That's what's the, the root cause of sickness and disease, division and hatred, lust, and all forms of the same. Now, in the kingdom of God, now we, we have escaped, the Bible says, the corruption. Look in uh, this we're going to continue reading here out of 1 Peter chapter 1. And it says here, if you will, skip down. Verse 21. Who by him do believe in God? Speaking of us, we believe in God. And, it, and the Bible says that we believe that God raised Jesus from the dead. And, and the Bible says that God gave him glory. That your faith and hope might be in God. Seeing you purified your souls in obeying the truth. How do we purify our souls? That's your mind, your reason, your will, your emotions, the ideas, your thoughts. You know, uh, Ephesians 4, uh, Hebrews chapter 4, uh, I just read verse 12 and 13 talks about how the word of God examines our heart to see and the motive of our heart exposing our intentions and our thoughts and our minds, whether they be of God or not. That means we can't declare, uh, well, uh, what I, my motive is of God or not. Well, the Word of God will examine that. The Word of God will expose that. And we have to reckon with God according to it. That it's not just in our own motive, in our own mind, in our own will, our own emotions, our own way of thinking, to bring ourselves into a place of something or whatever that might be. No, uh, the Bible says, seeing that you purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto do you see where you go into a place of when your soul is getting purified and you're beginning to obey the truth? You need to get a hold of this. Unto an unfeigned love of the brothers and sisters of God, of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ today, of the kingdom of God, of those in the kingdom. How do you know your soul has been purified through obeying the truth? How do we know that you're obeying the truth and your soul has been purified? Well, you have a love that is not fake. It's unfeigned. It's unwavering. It is the kind of love that God has put into our heart. It doesn't bring division. It doesn't separate itself through reason. It doesn't do things that are outside of the word of God. No, it's an unfeigned love of the brethren. And it goes on to say, now this is where you're headed when you begin to obey the truth. The goal in this area is a purified soul. That you love one another with a pure heart fervently. And the only the word of God is going to be able to purge that area. And that comes through obeying the truth. Do you see that? Comes through obeying the truth. Being born again. 
not of corruptible seed, but in, of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. So a person that says, well, I'm a Christian, I'm born again. I have been born of the incorruptible seed by the word of God. I believed upon the Lord Jesus. I've been baptized in him. The Holy Spirit is abiding in me. Then he would, then he would acknowledge that this is truth. He would acknowledge the word of God would be truth. And that through the process of purifying his soul, and he's a, a person who's going to obey the truth because he says, I'm born again. And I have an incorruptible seed on the inside of me to bring me into a place of unfeigned love to the brethren that we love one another with a pure heart fervently. And I'm going to reveal some things in this teaching as we go along concerning the love of God. What the love of God is and how that it actually responds when a person's not because they haven't been. You know, you can have good people and well-intended people within the body of Christ, but they are not consistently allowing the word of God to examine their hearts and motives. They let the reason, they let other people's ideas, they gossip, they talk about things. They separate themselves. They do other things, as the Bible says, that a person that's not obeying the truth does. They judge into a way of bringing themselves into a place of superiority in such a way that oftentimes they separate themselves from the love of God. Now, the Bible doesn't tell us that we are separated from the love of God, but we can, we can actually separate ourselves from the body, from the church, by not walking in love. By not obeying the truth. By not letting our soul be purified. And we need to be wise. Because the Bible says in the last days, they will not be able to endure sound doctrine. They can't endure sound doctrine. So they've already chosen a way that they see. They're not letting the doctrine or the systematic form of teaching to challenge and to, to uh, renew their mind and to examine their hearts and their motives so that they can, we can walk in love together as one. You know, a place of division is never a place of walking in love. See, one of the key things that you see when it comes to love is that love will divide you from the world, but it will connect you to God. The love of God will divide you from the, th from the things that are unpleasing to God, but it will unite you within the body. You know, the love of God is very, very important. The unity of the faith and the bond of peace is so important today. How do you know a person is being purified? They're purifying their mind and obeying the truth. Through the Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit and the Word of God, they'll work together to follow this direction. They'll humble themselves to it. Not justify themselves, they'll humble themselves to it. They're not just looking for something or someone in which they can personally connect with and identify with. No, love doesn't do that. Love is, is not necessarily, not, not pursuing those who love them necessarily. No, when you, when you use the word love, you need to be very cautious and careful because the God kind of love has no respect to person. The God kind of love has a purified motive and a purified mind to bring unity in the body, to submit and to connect and to flow that direction. That's the God kind of love. That's what you see in the scripture. You know, the Bible tells us, and oftentimes people today, if I can just kind of uh, regress here just for a moment, people today in the body of Christ, you, you find people today, they look for churches in a way that they, they like this or they like that, 
it, it, and let me just say this. I think it's very important today that what we want and that we love is the word of God that will help mold us and shape us into more purity, more of a place of holiness, more in a place of connection and unity of the spirit and the bond of peace, more in the flow of the truth to prepare us, to equip us, that we might see a body or the church of the Lord Jesus Christ begin to uh, take the gospel to the world and to be a light in a dark place. I think that is very important today. Not just heaping to ourselves the things that we like. The teachers that having itching ears. You know what I mean? That's what the Bible says. So why am I saying this? Because this message I've entitled, speaking of faith and grace, no fear here. How are you going to get into a place of fear? Because there is no fear in love. The Bible says that perfect love, matured love, casts out all fear. A person that is fearful is a person that is not purifying their soul through obeying the truth unto that mature love of the brethren to a place of unity, to a place of seeing growth in the body of Christ, development, whether like the Bible says in Revelation chapter 12, verse 11, you know, Revelation 12, verse 11 is something I believe every Christian needs to have memorized and put on the inside of them. I want you to look at Revelation 12, 11 with me this morning, just for a moment. Revelation 12, 11. How many of you believe that you're living in the last days? Do you believe that you're living in the end time, the last days? Do you believe that Jesus is coming soon? I do. Well, the Bible says in Revelation 12, 11, it says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb, speaking of the accuser of the brethren, the devil, Satan, the Bible says, which deceiveth the whole world, him and his demonic spirits, which, which the Bible says was cast out into the earth. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. Who are they? Well, those who are purifying their mind, their soul with the truth of the spirit unto unfeigned love to the brethren. By the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. The Bible says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and, the, and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. You know, the Bible says that fear hath torment. But perfect love casts out fear. No greater love than this than a man lay down his life for his friend. Jesus said, I call you friends. You know, the Bible tells us and teaches us and shows us how that the early, early church and the Christians, they loved one another fervently. You know, Jesus said in the last days, speaking of the end time, I want us to begin to look at something today. I think this is very important because we've got to be very cautious of humanistic, doctrines coming into the body of Christ, into the church, and they're already there, which tries to lead the vision of the body into a, a humanistic mindset and a, in a way, a secular view. And we need to be very cautious that we don't exchange the source of truth 
for the source of reason. And we need to allow, when I say reason, I'm talking about the way man thinks, whose root is not in the love of God and in the truth, which is the word of God. We need to be very cautious for that. Let's look in Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24. Glory to God. You'll want to go back and listen to last week's message. And this will help you because I'm continuing on from last week. Look in verse 3. The Bible says in Matthew 24, verse 3, And as he said, speaking of Jesus on the Mount of Olives, this is the same mountain in which Jesus will return one day and set his foot upon the, on the earth. This is after the rapture of the church. And it was split, the Bible says. But the Bible says the disciples came unto him privately, and he said, Tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said, Take heed that no man deceive you. You see that? It says, Take heed that no man deceive you. And deception comes through the soul. Deception comes through the soul. Now, the word of God is not a soulish thing. It's not a secular thing. It's not where we just reason out based upon our, our own preferences, how we see things, how we want things, how we feel about something. No, we let the word of God penetrate our spirit and soul and divide it that we may understand the knowledge of the truth and let the spirit of God to lead and guide and direct us to change us into the image and not to be conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewing of our minds. So we let the word of God, the, the Bible says the law that we live by today is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, Romans chapter 8, which has made us free from the law of sin and death. The law of sin and death is working in the world. The law of sin and death is, is the way that the world sees things, judges things, looks at things, a secular view of things, because that law is working in them. And we need to be wise in the day that we live in. So let no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am anointed, I am Christ. You know, there's many that will say in that day that Listen to me, do what I say. There's all forms of things out there today. We need to be wise. And the Bible says, and shall deceive many. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled. You, see, you hear that? Don't be troubled. Don't be troubled. Don't be dismayed, as we read earlier. For I am with thee. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Now, let me just say this. I believe we're past that time. This has been going on for generations, for many, many years. Then he goes on to say, for nation shall rise against nation. This word means ethnic groups. These are blood wars, political wars, race wars, different things. Kingdom against kingdom. There should be famines and pestilence. Now, what's very unique about this is many have removed, many people in our modern translations have removed the word pestilence there, and they just put famines because they just try to think because without research, without study, or they just combine those two together because oftentimes you will find that many of our Bible apps, many of our commentaries, 
Many of uh, the certain translations today, which try to bring it into modern English, uh, they, they take it in a form of doctrine in which that denomination or doctrine in which they believe and hold to, instead of allowing the word to speak to us, instead of allowing the word of God uh, to tell us what this is, because the word pestilence there is not necessarily connected to famine, but it can be, and this is where they, they connect that, because with famines comes pandemics, because that word there for pestilence means diseases. And in the last day, there will be famines and diseases and earthquakes in all places, in all sorts of places, all different kinds of places. That means it's not in just happening in the same places as, as, as they always happened. And all these are the beginning of sorrows, birth pains. These are the beginning of birth pains and sorrows. Now, I believe because we have seen these things take place from many generations already more than one generation more than two generations we've watched this happen even early from the 1900s take place and the bible says that these are the beginning of birth pains these are the beginning of sorrows we've been seeing these birth pains take place we've been having birth pains already well what and you look at this understanding well what what degree are we in now of of the birth pains where are we today well let's just keep reading and let's see Based upon the word and the spirit of God, maybe we can find out. Have we moved beyond the birth pains? Have they already taken place? Are we already to the place of birthing? Then shall they deliver you. Deliver. You know, when you deliver, after birth pains and you begin to deliver, after the birth pains you begin to deliver, then they shall deliver you up to be afflicted. They shall kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Well, the Bible says that at the time of birthing and the time of delivery, we'll begin to recognize and begin to see that those who believe in the word, those who hold fast to the truth, they will deliver you up. Who are they? Well, we can understand it to be those who are living not according to the truth, according to love, according to truth, according to love, the God kind of love that is in them. The Bible says that they shall deliver you up to be afflicted. The word afflicted there. That's a very, very powerful word there, the word afflicted. It, it actually, the word afflicted there, uh, and it speaks of a place, and I'm going to teach more on this in the days ahead, but it actually uh, speaks of a time or a place to separate, to be, to be punished, and the Bible goes on to say this, you'll kill you and you'll be hated of all nations. And then look at this, verse 10. This is the key word here, or key scripture in this area. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. You know, I want to just go back for a moment here, just for a second. You see this key scripture in verse 10, it says, and then shall many be offended. The word offended is a scandalon. It means a trap. And the, that trap is that you get into a place of offense, a place of stumbling that somebody puts before you to cause you to stumble to a point that you betray and you hate one another. Well, we know that we can see that a person without the love of God in them would already have this working in them because they're living according to the law of sin and death. 
And, but a person that is going to live according to the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus should never put a stumbling block before a person. Should never get it their own words and begin to place some place of stumbling based upon their own sense of understanding. Not a place of love. Because a place of love is not a place that will, put, will not put a stumbling block before another person. You see, a place of, that has offense is one who has walked and separated them out, themselves out of the love of God. Not obeying the truth unto unfeigned love of the brethren. No, even the Bible warns us, Jesus warns us as believers today, as Christians, that in these last days, that the body of Christ, people in the church will become offended. They'll be quick in that area. Why? Because, again, they're not purifying their soul. No, their soul has been vexed from vain conversations, the Bible says. Just as Job or Lot, uh, Lot's, Lot in the days that he was in Sodom, his soul was vexed from the vain or the filthy conversation of the wicked. You know, when you are not allowing the word of God to purify your soul through obeying it, that means we have to put the word of God above our own feeling, above how we see things, above the way that we want things to go. And so many times that would be a challenge to a denominational mind, a, a secular mind, a, a religious mind, a way of, of self-preservation, because love doesn't have self-preservation. No, love, the Bible tells us, if you read 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the God kind of love doesn't count wrongs done. The God kind of love is not out to cause someone to stumble. So we're talking about today, and we're entering into an understanding of the end times, how do we as believers walk in the unity of faith and the bond of peace? Well, we need to be purifying our soul to unfeigned love of one another. You know, what kind of love are we supposed to have for one another? I mean, oftentimes we try to love the world as Jesus loved the world, but we forsake loving one another. We become divided. We become self-motivated. We become self-ascended and being high-minded and not humbling ourselves to the truth of the Word of God. We want to challenge the church, the Word of God, by how we see things instead of the Word of God. Challenge, letting it challenge us to discern and to separate ourselves into the truth. Now we want to hold to a particular idea that oftentimes brings division to cause people to be separated from the body. Well, that's not the love of God. That's not the truth working in them. And we need to be very careful. The Bible says they will be offended and they will betray one another at the expense of of another, they're putting self first, their own idea first. But you know, the Bible says that we will have a place of reckoning one day with God. When we do this, you need to take very much caution. Remember what we read just a minute ago. And there's multiple scriptures that the Bible tells us that we will reckon with God for these actions that we, we do in ourselves. We need to be very careful in these last days. The Bible says, do not let any man deceive you in obeying the truth. And the key in that is your love walk. 
You know, I've often heard, and I hold this to be truth because there's so much truth in this, that one step out of love is a step into sin. Thank you for listening to today. If you are wanting more of these timely messages and teachings, go to our website at Pursuit Church Mornington to find all the other ways you can access Pursuit Church ministry and messages.